0: Hello, everybody, it's me, your host, Abby, and welcome to Meet My Monsters. Okay, so, guys, there's going to be a little bit of a change up happening in on my channel on my potty channel and for those of you who haven't noticed i'm going to be releasing podcasts on sundays now as opposed to fridays so that's just for my own mental well-being um because the weekend gives me a bit more time to research and look through things and not have to cram everything into one (laughs) night (laughs) basically so yeah guys you can now expect the podcasts to come to you live no not live i'm lying They won't be live, but they will be released every Sunday. So, anyways, without further ado, let's get straight into this week's episode. I'm super, super duper excited for it. Um, Just to give you guys a little bit of a hint as to what we're going to be talking about. Uh, My legs are already on my office chair. (laughs) They're not touching the floor. And also just a little um, heads up. I don't know. Precursor, whatever. Yeah, just just, just a heads up, guys. If you hear snoring and whatever in the background, I've got one of my dog babies on my lap. He's being a bit of a needy boy today, but I don't mind at all. He can sit on my lap all day. But yes, so if you hear unexpected snorts and whatever, it's, <laughs> it's not me. I promised. I promise you that. Deep in Northeaster... <laughs> uh, <laughs> already we've got a bloop. So... I've got North Easter, so I was about to tell you about the Easter Islands, but um, I'm lying, I'm fibbing. So, deep in Northeastern I- Iceland, you will find a seemingly still lake ensconced in rolling hills. However, what lies beneath the surface will make your skin crawl, especially if your name is Abby. You see, beneath the surface lurks a creature which has tormented the inhabitants of the area for centuries. So today, guys, we're going to be talking about a century old, uh, not a cent- not one century, but several centuries old, um, cryptid. And it's found in Iceland, like you heard, not East Ireland, And it is known as the Lagerfljot worm. I almost didn't do this when, <laughs> when I saw the spelling of its name, because it kind of intimidated me a little bit. But then I listened to somebody saying it out loud. And I was like, OK, that's not hard to say. So yeah, Logophilot. that's the, the name of this worm. So the worm has one notable aspect about its appearance, and that is its size. This thing is said to be absolutely ginormous, spanning about 200 feet in length. Guys, that's huge. A 200 foot worm in a lake. Like that's gross. Usually fish eat the worms, but this this worm eats the fish, guys. I'm just saying, putting it out there. So there's actually debates on how many humps there are to be in this said worm because <laughs> it's one of those um, sea serpents where it's got the humps coming out of the water, you know. And I'm making the hump sign with my hand, like the, the wave signal, like you guys can see me, but <laughs> I forget. So some say one hump, some say two, and most people say three humps on the worm's back. Naturally, as the name suggests... It is a long worm-like creature. So some accounts say that it has a head which opens into a terrifying mouth with rows of razor-sharp little teeth. So just picture like a leech, but picture the size of the leech on steroids. Um, The most interesting thing about this worm is the fact that it is semi-aquatic. Yes, just dwell on that situation. It's semi-aquatic, it's not fully aquatic. So, while most tales speak of it cresting the waves within the lake, it has been known to come aboard land. Hi there, ho there, it's me from post-production over here. But, (laughs) I was looking for that word the whole time guys, I was damn well searching for it and now listening to it, I found it. It did not come aboard land, the damn worm came ashore. Curling itself up on the lake shores and even slithering up trees in the surrounding area. Um, I didn't put this in my notes, but it's also been said to slither off into the surrounding forests. So, if you're ever at the Lagerflot lake and you feel a a deep burning desire to walk through the woods, don't do it. (laughs) Just don't do it. So, like I said, this wormy is centuries old. Like, it's been around for ages. So, we're going to get into the history of the Lagerflot worm. The first initial record of the worm is thought to be found in Icelandic in an Icelandic annual published in 1345, and it just think about that number—that's ages ago. However, there's no definite mention of the worm or serpent or any kind of like snake-like creature. The record merely describes a sighting of a wondrous thing. The wondrous thing described is either small islands, so a group of small islands, um, or humps appearing out of the water, which spread hundreds of fathoms apart. So if you, like me, have no idea what a fathom is, I just thought, you know, you can't fathom anything. But a fathom is a length, so it's a unit of measure, and it's the length of roughly six feet. However, nobody witnessed a head or a tail. Hence, the sighting remained nothing more than a wondrous thing. Next up, we go to the 16th century. The 16th century marks an era when the real bones of this cryptid story start to emerge. Now, the most notable mention of this creature hails from a map commissioned by a bishop at the time, whose name I'm not even going to freaking try to pronounce. Um, And it was created by a notable cartographer, Abraham Ortelius, Ortelius, yeah. On this map, there is, ins- there is an inscription next to Lake Lagerflot, which states, in this lake appears a large serpent, which are a menace, which are a menace, I don't know, which is a menace to the inhabitants and appear when some memorable event is imminent. So, for me, this was very interesting when I read this. Particularly the part that states that the monster appears particularly when... uh, uh, I'm particularly a lot. But anyways, particularly when a memorable event is imminent. So, does that sound familiar to anybody? If it doesn't, stop living under a rock and go listen to my episode of The Mothman. Because that guy is the king of appearing when imminently weird events are about to, to happen. So, was the Lagerflot monster the water-based equivalent to the American soothsayer cryptid? Bum, bum, bum. (laughs) So, guys, now, apparently the clergy of Iceland took quite a liking to this little beastie. Because the next two accounts of the worm hail from two separate writings of two separate bishops. And remember, the first thing that we just spoke about now was also from a bishop whose name I didn't even attempt to pronounce. So in 1589, Bishop Oda Eynarsson, Eynarsson yeah, released his work entitled Quali um, Secund Quae Descripto Islandiae. In the pages of this book, I'm assuming it's a book, you will also be able to find accounts of the Lagerflot worm. Next up, we have the works of one Gisli Odesson, Odson. Yes, guys, I really picked it for myself this week with all of these Icelandic names. I was scared of the worm's name. I should have actually been scared of the bishops. Anyways, in this book, entitled... in Entitled? Entitled... De Mirabiblibus islandish, in chapter 6 specifically, he makes reference to the serpent that dwells in the waters of Lake Flot. So... Um one of the most notable stories of this worm comes from a gather, uh, like a book, a collection of Icelandic folklore tales. So the most notable tale about the Lagerflot worm was published in 1862 by writer, librarian, and museum director John Arneson. In 1845, he dedicated his life to collecting folk tales of Iceland, one of which, was that of the Lagoflot Worm. Now, if you are like me, then you have been wondering why this damn thing is called a worm and not like the Lagoflot Sea Serpent, even though the Lagoflot Lake is a lake and not a sea. But, you know, I thought it would have something more grotesque like a serpent or the snake of Lagoflot Lake. Not a worm. But anyways, we're going to get the full story of this name in the most common folklore tale of this wormy. One day, a little girl was given a golden ring by her mother. She was told, in order to collect profit from the gold, she needed to place the ring beneath the heath worm, or black slug to you and me. It's a real creature. It's really, really gross. So the little girl quickly found herself a heath worm and placed it and her golden ring in the topmost drawer of her linen chest. When she returned to check on her treasure a few days later, she found that the slug had grown so large it had broken out of the chest. This terrified the child, and so she decided to throw the heathworm along with her gold coin. Gold ring, gold coin. <laughs> it was a ring. So she decided to throw the worm and the gold ring into Lake Lagofljot. The worm continued to grow larger and larger in the depths of the lake, hoarding its gold and terrorizing the villagers the worm was unable to be killed and its greed had had caused it to grow too large when you see the worm it is said that you are in for a bad season ahead or that your grass won't grow so that was part of the story so I don't know if the grass won't grow is a metaphor for things not being prosperous in your life or if the Icelandic people just really like their grass so (laughs) you decide So as you can tell, the Lagerflot worm gets its name from the fact that it started out as a humble little heath worm or black slug and that it was chucked into the Lagerflot lake when the girl couldn't handle its size anymore. So for years, the legend of this creature grew and grew. Everyone had a tale to tell about their experience with the worm of Lake Lagerflot. And this seeps into recent history, actually. So it's not like... The tales of this wormy just kind of died. Um, In 1963, the worm was witnessed by the head of the Icelandic National Forest Service. In 1983, a group of telephone cable workers experienced a strange encounter with the worm as they attempted to lay cable on the eastern... Every time I write eastern, it comes out as Easter. And that's really, I don't know, setting me up for disaster. Damn you, typo. Anyways, so on the, they were laying cable for telephone wires on the eastern shores of the lake. In one of the man's words, this cable that was specially engineered so that it wouldn't kink was wound in several places and badly torn and damaged in 22 different places. I believe we dragged the cable directly over the belly of the beast unless it was through its mouth. In 1998, a school teacher and her little class were out for an outing and they happened to all see the worm, so swimming through the lake. However, the most notable recent sighting of the worm comes to us from 2012. One morning, a local man was standing in his kitchen preparing his morning coffee. As he did so, he suddenly noticed a strange movement coming from the surface of the lake, which can be seen from his kitchen window. If you watch the video, you will see how a serpent-like creature slowly winds its way against the current. Obviously, this video has reignited the spark for the lost monster and tales of the worm started springing up left, right and center. However, the footage caused quite some controversy within Iceland. So later in the year after this um, footage of the, the serpent had gone, serpent, the wormy had gone viral A panel voted in favor of the video being authentic, even though evidence submitted by Finland-based researcher Misa McEwen stated that it was nothing more than a stationary optical illusion, which could be explained by something like a partially frozen fishing net being stuck in the water. Naturally, the split opinion sparked a lot of criticism. However, in 2014, the Icelandic Truth Commission stated that they saw no reason to doubt the existence of the creature. So that's a pretty damn strong statement, man, your, your truth commission states that they believe in it and there's no reason to doubt this creature. I've never found a country that believes in a cryptid more than these oaks. Another interesting thing to note is that this wormy is not alone. So the wild thing about this lake is that it is supposedly the hotspot for all aquatic cryptids of Iceland to hang out in. And I'm not kidding. So over the period of 1749 to 1750, another beastie was hanging out in Lake Lagofljot. This guy was said to have three humps. So he had a defined amount of humps. It wasn't argued about. Um, He had the body of a serpent and he had the head of a seal. Now, this cryptid goes by the name of a skrimsel. However, the interesting thing about the skrimsel is that it is said to usually inhabit Lake 17 letters. <laughs> I'm going to try to say this, but hell, just forgive me. Skoradalsfant, Fatten, which can be found in Western Iceland. So maybe a skrimsel got lost in its, you know, waters and kind of wound up in Lake Lagerflot who knows maybe it swam out of one of the estuaries and found its way to Lake Lagerflot who I don't know but anyways so what is this creature naturally the Icelandic people believe that this beast is real and they believe in it hard since the truth commission said so dare you question the truth commission but yeah, so they've got a firm belief in this thing, but the rest of the Western world doesn't really. So there are, there are a few issues with the Largoflot creature, and we're going to go over them now. So the, the biggest thing that makes this creature a mystery is the fact that the waters of the Largoflot lake, um, the visibility in the waters are basically non-existent. So this is due to the fact that the lake is directly fed by a glacier. So it's a glacier lake. As the glacier falls, it brings seg- uh, segments of rock down with it. As a result, Lake Lagerflot suffers from siltation, which is a fancy term for saying that it is filled with either silt or clay. So when you're in the lake, you can't see a damn thing. So you can hardly see anything below the surface. And it's only when things pop above the water break that they can be seen. Now, as such, that just adds to the mystery of the monster so the the next issue with this monster is that it can't really be an overgrown slug that hailed from a little girl's linen cabinet now can it (laughs) um that's just my own little quirk in there but yeah another really really big thing controversy that was sparked about the video that was released in 2012 obviously i mentioned the fishing nets some people just thought that it was a fishing net that was stuck in a position Other people said that because um, the Lagerflot Lake had an ice top, that it was just shards of ice breaking in a certain pattern, breaking away and then kind of creating the optical illusion of a a serpent-like swimming thing. But yes, so that is what the public kind of think of it, and that's the problems with the monster. But what do I think the beastie is? Given the timeline of the beast, I'm pretty sure that we're dealing with um, a type of creature, so a a specific kind of creature, as opposed to one lone monster. So I think that we're looking at a whole genre of creatures. (laughs) So unless the beast has a ridiculously long uh, lifespan of like 700 years, because that's when it was first seen, I really don't believe that this can just be one lone creature. Even though, you know, like, now that I'm saying that, I'm thinking that there is, like, a shark that was found that was 400 years old. So, who knows? Maybe this guy is 700 years old and just bumming around in float. But, okay, so, inner arguments aside about the age of the, the, the beast, <laughs> there are two main things that I think this creature could possibly be. The one is literally just to cover grounds of the habits of this creature but there is one that I firmly believe in so suspect numero uno an eel okay so first I was totally on team oarfish when I heard about this creature because oarfish can get freaking freaking long and I'm not even kidding about that so the longest oarfish that was ever found was 56 feet in length so that's damn long for a fish I mean just think about it uh, however, upon further investigation, I found that these fish like the warmer climates. So they tend to stick more to the tropical regions. So that put a damn spanner in my icy lake monster theory. But then I realized I was thinking to myself, Abby, what looks like a worm? What else looks like an oarfish and lives in the water? And I was like, girl, it's an eel. So... <laughs> If you guys didn't know, um, Iceland is actually home to the European eel. Um, And that's a long serpentine-like thing. That looks the most like a water snake, if you ask me. Not the European eel specifically. I'm just saying eels in general. So perhaps if one exists, then an older, longer, bigger eel could still be swimming about in the Lake Lagerflot. Who knows? Maybe there's like a prehistoric giant eel. Apparently there is, but I couldn't find a single damn picture of one. (laughs) So, that was a bummer. But anyways, so, I do believe that there could be an old prehistoric eel floating around in there. So, the largest eel ever found... I mean, like, guys, this just adds to my kind of theory here. The largest eel that was ever caught was caught in the nets of an Icelandic fisherman, everybody. And when they hauled... um, they hauled this thing out. It was a, a European conger eel. So the conger eel is the biggest eel that you can find. But this one that they caught in Iceland. Just hang on to that fact. Weighed in at 159 kilograms. And it measured 21 feet in length. And I need to put my feet back on my chair. Because this is freaking me out. Because <laughs> I looked at pictures of this thing. And it just it looks like a freaking worm snake thing. It's disgusting. But... Mm. So 21 feet long I know it's not 200 feet I mean it's a tenth of the size Of the apparent Lagofluot worm But mm, I'm I'm just saying Also I just wanted to add to this You know like the whole concept Of a fish is as big as the bowl You put it in Lagofluot pretty big So I'm just saying Maybe an eel is like that Maybe it's just going to grow To its its surroundings I don't know So that's theory number one. Then I've got theory number two, which is the semi-aquaticness of it all. And the second theory I have is that the Lagerflot worm is actually a giant semi-aquatic snake. I put this forward merely to weigh in on the semi-aquatic side of things. So I don't think it's a snake. Uh, The third theory that I have is really out there. (laughs) It's a whopper. But I'm just saying, once again, back to the prehistoric eel thing. What if a prehistoric eel was stuck in an ice in the, in the iceberg that's feeding this lake? And then it just slithered its way into the lake. Just saying. That's very outlandish. I do believe that it is some sort of giant eel living in the lake that people just see from time to time. And then they're like, what the frack is that thing? But yeah, so... Truth be told, my heart is 150 billion, cubazillion, million, trillion percent sold on the creature being a prehistoric giant eel. I do believe that. I think it's a whole kind of family of giant eels just hanging out there in the lake. It's my thoughts. You can have your own thoughts. Iceland supports me. <laughs> they don't think it's an eel. They think it's the lagerflot worm. But, you know, I'm just saying that's a, that's a good contender there. But anyways, guys, this was a short and sweet little cryptid episode. Um, if you want to hang out with me during the week, tell me what the Lagerflot Worm is. You can get in touch with me on Instagram, which is meet underscore my underscore monsters. Hit me up on Twitter, which is meet monsters. Send me a Gmail, which is meet my monsters potty at gmail.com. Or go check out my website, which is meet my Yes. So anyways, guys, it's been swell and I hope you have a great week ahead and bye. Do-do-do-do-do. <music>